Um, all right, so some general housekeeping uh, notes. Uh, thanks, y'all, for tuning in to another warm-ups episode. Thank you for subscriptions. Thank you for the likes and the comments. Um, the feedback is super appreciated. We're starting to get some really awesome comments trickling in, so uh, that's exciting. Uh, we're on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Those are our primaries. Um, but today's dope because we have a bro. We're in the Arizona Cardinals uh, practice facility, which <laughs> is always exciting to be, you know, right on the ground level. <clears throat> but Isaiah and I were literally sitting in here just doing some preparatory work and doing our standard research. And I look over at Isaiah and I'm like, "Are we about to talk to an actual prophet? <laughs> How are we getting gems?" in like news articles and like just these like little one-liners that were like profound. So if you want to introduce our guest today, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about this one. Now I'm excited too. I feel like we say that a lot, but I'm really excited for this one. Um, Cause this guy, he's from country, South Carolina, like Trevor. Yeah. I think yes, he's, uh, he's from the same place as Trevor. Yeah, Union County. Union County, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Eight year NFL vet. Yep, just finished eight season. Yep, eight eight season. year NFL vet, entrepreneur, investor and we're going to dive into the investing spot because you know i like that uh university of florida legend dj I Humphrey. legend i don't know about legend but i, <laughs> I appreciate that i appreciate that i appreciate, I appreciate you y'all having today, real man i definitely appreciate it uh, where you want to start alex i feel like i always like starting with <clears throat> knowing about your come up you know um and I, in a perfect world, we can go dive right into the business. And we usually introduce that a little later just because understanding who you are right. and all the things that it took for you to get to this point, that it really helps us understand like the fiber of your being, right? right? Which makes the dots really easy to connect later on when we're talking about what you're into now beyond ball. Right. Um, so give us a little bit of background on, you know, where you come from and your, your personal life, your family life, getting into college and then because uh, that was Florida, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then, you know, coming to the league. Yeah, man, I'm a small-town kid, honestly. Union, South Carolina, you know that ain't. <laughs> Where we from, it's not many. Uh, the success, I should say the success rate is very is very low. Um, making it to Presbyterian College is a huge feat. Yeah. What we're, like, that's like going, leaving your hometown and going to college and graduating college where we're from. Mm-hmm. You're, the, you're a godson of your family. I don't know anyone from your family, and I know your family looks at you on a high pedestal because 100%. you're from where we're from. I, I, don't know, I don't know nobody in your family. I yeah. know they do you like this because yeah. that's just where we're from. Right, right. So I'm from that place. Uh, my father also went to Presbyterian College. My parents had me when they were 15 in high school, Union, South, Union, South Carolina. Um, so I was, I was pretty much the definition of a community baby. Like I was, The village definitely raised me. Yeah. Uh, so you spent time on campus with your dad too, right? Yeah, I actually spent every, like, I mean... Early elementary, every spring break and fall break and every break that I had where he had to stay on campus, I was there. Like I, like literally, I'm the sole reason why he went to Presbyterian. He could have went anywhere literally to play so football. Yeah. yeah, he could have went anywhere to play football. Clemson, anywhere to play football, but he had he had hoop dreams. He wanted to be, he was a hooper. He wanted yeah, to hoop, yeah. so he went to PC and right up the road. He could come yeah. get me every like you know what I mean. Every every uh every out something happened, I get in trouble, anything he pull <laughs> he pulling up. Um, yeah, man, I I, I uh. I had a very, I grew up in a very loving family. Um, I mean, both sides. I grew up in a, a split. My parents were never together, so I never had the like, you know, mom and dad in the house. But, I mean, like, 
overflooded with love my whole life. Right. Wherever I'm at my grandma's house, that's my mom's mom, and all my family over there, or, or intertwined. You know, it's nothing, right. nothing but love my whole life. So I definitely had a very unique upbringing in that sense of of the environment that we came in, grew up in, but also the way that I was raised in that environment was very polar opposites to anyone else that was kind of coming up in the same environment or the same situations. Um, Fast forward that to me being middle school age, I was very, I mean, elementary, middle school, junior high, very troubled, a lot of trouble. Uh, Actually got expelled in in the eighth grade, and that's how I wound up in Charlotte. I moved to Charlotte with my dad uh, to go to high school. And uh, that pretty much, literally getting expelled from school literally saved my life. Wow. So I don't think, I think if I don't get expelled from school, I live in Union for the rest of my life. And if I live in Union for the rest, if I stay in Union, I definitely don't go to college. Mm-hmm. And if I don't go to college, I definitely go to the penitentiary. Because yeah. those are just like, I, I know my personalities are extreme. My personality is extreme. Yeah. If I go to the streets, it's gonna be just as extreme as it how my, how I handle football. You know, I'm gonna take the same level of anticipation and, and direction and, and and intent to the, I would I just yeah. know that me as a person. Yeah. So like I as I look back on it, me being expelled and having to move with my dad, best thing that ever happened to me. Moving my dad, I mean my whole life. I'm I'm talking about if I went through a week without getting suspended, it was a big deal. Like. You made it through the whole week, yeah, bro. Like, it was like that. Yeah, like it was a yeah. big deal. So imagine that your whole like elementary, middle school, got to high school, perfect attendance for four years. Wow. Never missed complete, a day, no trouble, no. I got, my, the teacher called my parent, my dad one time, because I was a senior and I was like, I started skipping class. Like I already, I had already committed to Florida. Like I was done, like I was, mm-hmm. and I like skipped class. And my dad was like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Like, why are you, t-? I was like, daddy, and- I just, bro, he's like, son, come on, bro. Yeah. My dad, you know, he's he he plays, so he know he's like, listen, I, I, we're not gonna do this. Don't have you ain't gotta have that talk with we me. Like you, when you ain't gotta have that talk with me. Like I know, I've been the guy that's in the building, and you got you having your way in the school. You think you can miss class and tell you, son, yeah, don't get beside yourself, son. <laughs> like don't don't forget now. But so I so I I definitely say my my childhood was was. Uh, it was a roller coaster, I should mm-hmm. say, but it was a good one. It was it was like a roller coaster. One of those things, like when I hear my parents talk about how I changed over those years, it makes me so happy because I all I all I still remember even to this day is like how disappointed everybody was in me as a kid because I mean obviously the things that I was doing, but like I I remember that, so I'm always mentally like. And you're an only child. Only child. Oh, well, my, I'm my mom's only child. Okay. I have three sisters and a little brother. Okay. My father, but so I was. That was I was the only child for thirteen years though. Yeah. So for thirteen years I was the, I was the I was the only kid of that of my generation for like ten years <laughs> because like I said my parents had when they were fifteen. Yeah. But uh, I mean that like all of those things definitely shaped every phase. I, like I don't any of those things happen in a different order. I'm definitely not here today. You know what I mean? Union County definitely molded me. I'm not the person that I am without Union. I'm not the mentality, the hunger, and all that stuff. The, the on the field. Union County. I can't even. There's no You're other way. Able to channel it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I had a because I had a. My dad was 15. Mm-hmm. I have an uncle. I grew up with this uncle like he's my big brother, mm-hmm. but his big brother was my father. Yeah. So you know that there's a trickle down effect to that. <laughs> so the things that happened to him when he was a kid had to happen to me because he thought in their mind, and I still I thank him for it to this day. He was grooming me mm-hmm. for whatever great thing that I was going to do. But nobody, 
I don't know what you, you too big to not do something. You gonna do something. <laughs> you, you need to do some push-ups. I don't, I don't know, do, do All of that, like all of that, that mentality is still who I am to the day. So all of that, I, I, I test all of that to, I can't, any of those things happen out of order. We don't have this interview, I don't think at all, for sure. Right. right. And that's, so I, I always like to call these out as I, as I hear it, because <clears throat> we say this together almost every other day, I feel like, but pretty frequently on these, on these uh, shoots, it's like, that journey, those characteristics, those lessons are why we say, especially to athletes, but to everyone else, allies too, that's why athletes are so prone to doing well in business. Mm -hmm. All of those lessons and those characteristics that you possess, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without X, Y, and Z, plus the, the, um, the hardships that you went through early. And then that's not even stuff on the field that we haven't talked yeah. about yet. So like, all of that stuff I, I just want to call out because I like hit my sticky notes and my bookmarks on on why we say that. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise we're, we're just talking, we're, we're repeating the same thing over and over again, but this is the substance to that. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's definitely, uh, that's a great point though. That's a great, that's, so, I always thought that with business as well. Like yeah. Everybody that you know that's in business, that's a former athlete, it's a different, it's something on there. Mm -hmm. Because we all, if we're talking knowledge, we can all have the same knowledge. Mm -hmm but I'm confident in myself because I've done something for myself to make me feel confident in me. Right. Aside from the knowledge that I gain, I know that me versus you, no matter what we're doing, I like me. Yeah. Just because that's how I'm wired now. Yeah. yeah. Now you attach the knowledge with it. We can get the same knowledge. Now I feel even more. Like that's, I, that, and that's how I've, every business person that's in a sports, that's why I love when Pew does business. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. bro, you're gonna be so good at this, bro. Yeah. Cause you're like, <laughs> The same, the way you feel about pass it and then locking up a three technique, he's literally transformed that everything that he's doing in his yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, this is like, you. it has no choice but to work for you because yeah. I just like, you've done this. Yeah. You know what happens when you put that level of effort into something because yeah. you did that shit for yourself. And now you're finna do it into a business or a task or something. Whatever it is. He loves not being the smartest guy in the room. He yeah. absolutely, he's made me like that. Yeah. yeah. He made me so comfortable asking questions that are deemed dumb in my head. Pew said something to me one time. He was like, bro, we're the cool kids in the room, bro. We can't say anything dumb. <laughs> That's true. If you don't know it, That's bro, true. If, if you don't know it, you think he knows it? If, even if you do know it and you kind of foggy on it, why don't you just ask it, bro? Clear yeah. it up for the, let's clear it up for the room. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting point because we've had this conversation. When we when we go to these like business combines and rooms full of athletes that are there for business, it's weird to see them look at you like you look at them. So yeah. we see, oh, you know, we're desensitized to the professional athlete fandom stuff. Yeah. But knowing like I have fun with guys on this now it's like oh hey when we first met i was like scared to talk to you about certain yeah. stuff because yeah. i was like intimidated yeah and i'm like how, why would you be intimidated like i'm we're this i mean we're shit, huge. we're the same age yes, i just have a different lane of experience than you do yours yeah. is on the field yeah. and mine's in a yeah. laptop you know Literally. what i mean so it's yeah it's if there's a, something that we should be taking away from this episode on a in a general sense it's like hey speak up because you are the coolest kid in the room and we're looking at you like, you know, the guy that we cheer for on Sundays, there's no reason for you to in feel intimidated. I think that, that was, I think that was the coolest thing I learned about business and being an athlete. People that are in business and have knowledge, they're excited to say that they taught me something. They're excited to give it away. Like give it oh, away. Oh my goodness. 
yeah, I, you know, I, I explained to DJ what a cap rate is, and we woo woo woo. It's like, yeah, he did, and I'm so excited that he did now <laughs> because not only did I make that relationship with him, and I learned something in that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. He gave me something that I could take to the world in every field right. and apply this to every deal that I'm looking at. Every so it's like I, I don't care. I don't. I, I'm I'm immune. My dad, my dad literally raised me like his his motto is like worst thing is no. Chances are you're not gonna be seeing him again. Literally. So like, like what, my, am I, what do I have to be embarrassed about? What am I? Yeah. My daddy is like, somebody tell you no, she you have it no way before. You be all right, you just stay <laughs> in the same spot. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like great point, dad. You are actually right. Your I, dad I, was teaching you a sales mentality. Bro, my dad literally he taught me, he told me at, at my at my wedding, like uh he he made a speech. He was like, you know, my son. He don't got real good. He had attention span real short. So along the way, I was giving him, he got in trouble one day and I was scalding him. I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm giving him this, this long scalding and, and, and fussing at him. I said, I was going on about 30 minutes. So I looked over there, fucking was sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he said, from then on, I had to start coming up with phrases so I could get the message to him real quick. You got to get it out. Yeah, I, like, I got to get it to him real quick. It'll stick. Maybe it'll stick. Maybe it won't. I'll say it again later. Hopefully it'll stick. I can't give him a long spiel. That's you know Maybe that's why I was so impressed with all those profound one-liners. Bro, I tell people all the time. I know these one-liners. Half of these one-liners come from my dad. They're all stolen, bro. Probably... Whatever one you probably see, yeah. you're probably gonna have to cite my sources on my dad or something like that. <laughs> well, well, if not, yeah. the mentality definitely comes from my dad. The, the thought process of like, let me simplify this. Yeah, I was I literally sometimes I randomly text my dad because my dad is like my superhero still yeah. to this day. I fanboy over my dad. I don't care. Like it's mm-hmm. my daddy. I text my dad. I say, bro, I be thinking sometimes, bro. You literally molded me, like clay. Like it wasn't like. Everything I don't even know if you. I don't even know if you were intentional with it. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. everything down to like, I told him, bro, I don't even go to Home Depot because you never took me to Home Depot when I was a kid. It's got to be fucked up. I have to go to Lowe's. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm like this. You see, you see, but you, yeah. I said, bro, crazy. you molded me from the jump. I don't like, I like Biggie over Tupac because you like Biggie when I was a jit. That was what I was hearing. I, Tupac, I got it here and there, but like, like everything, music, the way I parent. I said, like, I'm an intentional parent. Because your dad was an intentional parent. Mm-hmm. Even to the extent of over explaining, like, hey, this may be wrong and I'm sorry, but this is what I know to do. Mm-hmm. And you're wrong right now. And this is how I know, like, all the way down to that intent. Like, That's I, how he parented you? At, at, at certain, at at certain young... phases. Okay, okay, okay. At certain phases. Like, you know what I mean? This, you know what I mean? This is what it is. It could be wrong. It could be, but this is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. This is the punishment. This is what you're going to deal with. Yeah. And it kind of like, it made, it gave me a sense of like, whatever field that I'm in, where I'm working at, it's like, you got shit to do. Mm-hmm. There's no excuses for not doing it. There's no excuses for you had a task. Mm-hmm. You weren't given that task if you weren't able. Mm-hmm. If you don't complete that task, there's no recourse for you to try to make an excuse of why you did it. I don't care about that. Yeah. You telling me what happened or why you didn't do it, it don't matter because it's still not done. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You got a great, if something happened, somebody was sick, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great point. Still not done though. So like that excuse, like, cool to the person that's, that don't matter. It don't matter that you was late because you had car problems. Like, yeah, still gotta get done. I still need that done. So that that those, those are just like it just those just, lessons. Yeah, stuff, yeah, it yeah. just stuck in that because of that format. I think for right, real. right. Um, what we end off at on the timeline? Well, uh, I, I just I want to move to a unique area of. Yeah, don't let me stick you because I'll fucking talk all day. <laughs> now you good, bro. I want to move to like a unique area of transition that we don't get to really explore with many guys or girls <clears throat> because it's not common. 
um, you experience business and sport at the same time by negotiating your most recent contract. Yeah. That's not something that a lot of people can say that they do. Something I have a lot of respect for because there's the negotiating tactics. There's like, I mean, I'm sure your dad, you're calling your dad and you're, and you're consulting with, you know, your, your nucleus and your inner circle. But, um, you know, a man's money is not, it's something that you worked for, especially to get to this level. That's not, that's not a light conversation. No. So talk to us a little bit about that decision to negotiate your own contract. Three years, 67, right? 60 plus, yeah. Um, Congrats. Yeah. Congrats on that. And I mean, like my quick sentence just leading up to that is for people unaware, um, usually you have an agent negotiate these contracts for you. Right. Um, And then it's like almost like a realtor. They take a cut. um, Yeah. And- you have that relationship, but you said, nope, I'm going in, representing yeah. myself. Yeah. Almost like, you know, a court case where you don't, <laughs> totally. you don't have a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> so you got to know the rules. You have to feel confident in yourself. Yeah. Like, talk to us about that. It was, you know, it's funny. I never, I never talked about this part. The hardest part was I, I had no reason to do it on my own. Mm. You loved your agent? Loved him. Yeah. Still talk to him to this day. It's my guy. Like, I like my dog, for real. Yeah. I, and that's why I knew I had to, because I genuinely, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I wanted to do it so bad. And it was like from, it, you didn't, I know you probably didn't care about the three, 4% that agents take. It wasn't, that wasn't no. the, the issue. I mean, bro, if we're being realistic, you're talking about, you're talking about a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're talking about three, I'm not saying I made a hundred million. I'm just saying we're talking about math. We're saying a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And you're saying 3% of it. And you're telling me, that I'm not gonna do anything other than the part that I'm supposed to do on the physical side of it. And you're gonna go in the room and speak for me, and you're gonna come back with $100 million? Yeah. For 3%? In the grand scheme of things, that's a great deal. That's yeah. a great deal. That's in, in the grand scheme, mm-hmm. if we're not talking about just wanting ownership and wanting to do your own thing and take on have it, if I'm, if I'm about to make $100 million and I gotta get this guy 3%, he gonna bring me $100 million? I mean, if I'm doing a business deal and you brought me a deal for hundred million dollars, I got to give you three percent. Well, I sign it. Yeah. What I, what I like, what we need to do. So this is personal. Yeah. Solely personal, and that was the part that that was the hardest thing to get them to understand was like, bro, y'all didn't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I've done great. Maybe you helped me make a, become a millionaire. You know what right. I mean? I did my part on the field, no question. I did the hard part. Right. Y'all did the part that you were literally supposed to do. Your mm-hmm. your their job title. I have no. I can't. Great dudes. I love them. This was about solely me knowing what I wanted to do from 30 on. Like as an adult with my life outside of football. Right. I plan on making a lot of money outside of football. I plan on making football money for the rest of my life, doing things that I've done with my money from playing football. Right. I know that's gonna cause for me to be in front of some people and being able to talk and being able to maneuver, being able to communicate, decipher through conversation, see the situations and make. This is about to take a spin. Are you good? And I'm you sorry. Good? So I'm from the hood. Yeah. My, my uncle, let's just say, uh, it's a sales rep. Mm-hmm. Numbers are numbers. All of this shit is the same. Yeah. Business is business. The sales fields that he was in, the sales field at the stadium when they're selling hot dogs is the exact same thing. Yeah. 
the, the game of knowing your value and how to get it for yourself and knowing, hey, if I'm going to get the same thing by myself, what the hell am I going to pay somebody for? Yeah. That part is like something that's just, I, I think it, it kind of grew gradually, but that's why I feel like I got that spirit from of like, I haven't been around entrepreneurs my whole life. It's just a different form of it. Yeah. Now I'm around entrepreneurs that can explain to me the mentality that I've learned as a kid in the environments that I saw. This is what that is in the actual term. This is the actual term for that. Mm -hmm. You might be calling it this, but oh, you're talking about this. You just don't know that. So now when I can marry those two things, I feel like I have a leg up. Yeah. Because I already knew this game. I just didn't know the names of it. And I'm an athlete because I, and I'm, I have that competitive nature at myself. Mm -hmm. So like that, so in my mind, I can win. I can win anywhere. Yeah. So that just made it. Yeah, it's just so you weren't even like you weren't even nervous. It's just so crazy that because we're dealing with such exaggerated numbers, like yeah. it's not like oh, like if I go in and I'm negotiating a an annual like your typical annual salary, yeah. like let's say like fifty five grand, like you know five grand plus or minus there is not going to kill you. It's not game but, changing. But, yeah. You know you're doing something that you haven't done before, as you mentioned, yeah. and. You know, if you shortchange yourself just from pure exposure, just kind of learning this process, yeah. um, and you know, and not being the person that does this on an every single day basis, you can leave a lot of a lot, lot of chicken on, on the table. table, a lot of bread on the table, a lot of so, so that went through your mind for sure. I think that was the the fear was solely that my fear wasn't even the fear of me mm -hmm. because I'm 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 realistic in the sense of like. Before I signed that deal, bro, I, I made millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. If we're being realistic, I'm fine. I don't have to play football ever again. I really love football. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for me to go out there and be really rich and know that I can walk away from football right now and live the same lifestyle yeah. as a same lifestyle. Yeah. But I love football. So knowing that I know that, okay, I'm not afraid of doing this because of money. I'm either way this goes, I'm gonna make another substantially large amount of money. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I do this with a certain level of integrity so that with the next players that come in here and try to do this, they're not licking their chops. This is not a sense of like, oh yeah, we got one. Yeah, he That's wants crazy. to do it on his own. Yeah, yeah. Let, him, let him let him do it. Let him do it. I want, I don't, I need you to be like, yeah, I don't like that players are doing these deals on their own when I'm done. That's how I want you to feel. And like that was that that kind of drive drove me through it. There's a lot of times where I was like, damn, y'all take that. Now nah, I gotta go back, I go ahead and tell them that I that's like we gotta argue about this a little bit because So the deal you got wasn't the initial like, No. <laughs> hell no. Nah, we argued for it. You argued for a long time about that. For yeah. full off season, pretty much. Yeah. Whole whole yeah, pretty much. Pretty much a whole off season we just trying to get that figured out. I'm just not a you get more bees with honey. And shit. What they say, what they say, we get more flies behind it and shit. Yeah. I knew that, like, ain't no need for me being in the media talking shit about the Cardinals. They finna get, regardless of how this work, they finna give me a fat check. Regardless. What I'm finna get on TV and talk bad about no folks for? Yeah. For what? So you could be mad? So now you don't wanna give me that money that you finna give me anyway? No. Yeah. I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm I'm fine. I'm, I'm, this is a, be this is a business negotiation. This is business. Yeah. He don't dislike me. If I take a million dollars, he gonna give me that million dollars. Right. <laughs> if I if he got five for me and I fight for him, he gonna give me yeah. five. And we made that. I think that was something that I did in the beginning. It's kind of made that clear. Like, hey, bro, listen. 
I love y'all. Let's be clear on that first. We're we're people because we've been around, we've grown, we've but so don't be confused when you start throwing business stuff out there. I'll be fine. I don't feel like you gotta shield us for me because you're trying to like protect me because there's usually a layer of yeah. in between us. Tell me. Yeah. That's I don't think you're worth this money because of this. Yeah. Because then I I'm fine. I don't like I know who I am as a person. So you telling me how you feel about me, it doesn't discourage me in any yeah. a little bit. That's how you feel. Yeah. Cool. I feel like I whoop your ass right now. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. Hopefully we won't have to come to that pass, but that's how, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Yeah. But like, that's what, so that's, that was always the, it's fine. Let's do this. Like, we can what, tussle about this. It's fine. What's the, uh, so what's the process? I know if an agent is representing a player, they have to have certification. So mm -hmm. if a player's representing. I don't think you have to actually. I don't know if you do. No, you, you, so as a as an agent, now you got you you, yeah with the okay. NFL PA, you NFL, have to have yeah, you're right, you're right, you got to have yeah. certification with the, with the PA. So as a player, you don't have to have that, right? Mm -hmm. And so you didn't like what was the like, did you study like anything like going so into this much. negotiation? So solely, so when I started out, I was studying like contracts across the league. Okay. And somewhere in there, I realized that that was dumb because you're not competing with contracts across the league. That's mm -hmm. not how NFL works. That's not how ownership works. Right. I don't care how Jerry Jones does his his contracts. I don't do mine like that. Mm -hmm. These are how my contracts are done. So this is what you need to be studying. Gotcha. So I study our contracts. Everybody in the last four or five years that signed a deal here, those are the contracts that I study. Okay. Because that's it's our language. All of them, for the most part, that's how it works. How they judge players. How they judge players and how we how we how we structure things. Got you, got you. It's consistent. I can't. You you. If I go to, if I go look at Kyler Murray's contract and I see that he doesn't have something, I know that if I go ask for it and they tell me no, they're not telling me no because it's me. They're telling me they no because do I won't do that shit. That's not how we do it around here. But now if I go to that contract and I see, oh he got one, and you telling me no, okay I'm pushing on that. Yeah. I gotta push that now because that's what I need. Right. You, why are you telling me no on that? You just not gave it, you gave no it to him. Why you you gave not? it to this guy. I need that. I got to yeah. press on that because that's, these numbers are like, if I leave and go get, I could have left and go make more money. Right. But if you're being real, what is you going to leave and make two more million dollars? Yeah. So you're going to have to move somewhere, buy another house, you're gonna transition. So you're going to spend that money that you're making. The extra right. money you're making on the time, you're going to spend trying to create another, the same lifestyle that you already have somewhere. You got to go somewhere and spend that trying to make it. So I was just like, I know I'm not leaving here. Mm-hmm. Let's tug on this thing as hard as we can to get as much out as we can yeah. because I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no, I think so. Even before this, you've already you're you are already in business mm -hmm. uh, before the contract negotiations. That was what this past off season. Yeah. Um. So what can we jump in there and kind of talk through some of your your business endeavors? Yeah. yeah and like right. this is this is the cue point, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's what I've been. Shouting. Oh, this is the pitch. This is uh, no, no, it's not the pitch. Oh, okay, okay. We'll get to that. But this is like. When we edit this, guys, we need to have this in full screen, text only, nobody on here, um, so we can get the extra focus on this quote. I read that you said, I want to find out what my second passion is, and I want to see what I'm going to go first round in in next. the next phase of my life. Yeah. That, to me, that was perfect, bro. That was is just... why we do this, yeah. Yeah. so that you can help I guess dissect that journey, dissect those mentalities yeah. and like continue to just lay that into all of the guys in the locker room that are beside you yeah. that are hopefully watching this show. Yeah. And that's that's uh 
that's crazy that you said that. I did, that's not what I thought you were going to say, but I almost said that to you in the beginning of our conversation. I was like, well, you, you just went first round in something else when you were talking about our experiences mm-hmm. and how we're both just humans. You just have eight years of experience in this and you, we're the same age. You went first round in something, I went first round in something. It's the same thing. Yeah. And I, I, I say that, again, this is my dad, obviously. These, these yeah. one-liners and things that make you think. I try to tell my te- young teammates, my young guys, like, you mean to tell me you came from the situations and the streams and the circumstances that you came from and got to where you are off of just telling yourself something as a kid? So you know you manifest all the power to do anything in the world that you say you can do. You did that at the most immature phase of your life, the most, like, the part of your life that, like, I'm just throwing stuff out of the, like, yeah. Nothing is serious. This is this is yeah. everything that I'm saying is frivolous. I like I want to be a dinosaur also at the same time that I want to go to the NFL. <laughs> That's you know what Miles Garrett says. You feel me? <laughs> like that, like, like but like in that 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 phase of your life when you created that dream. Speaking of athletes, like you you created this dream in middle school and childhood. As a like I said, your brain not finished developing. Yeah, and you were able to lock yourself in and achieve that goal over a twenty period a twenty year time mm-hmm. time period. You think you're not going first round in the next thing that you do? Right. How? How? How can you do your, pull yourself from that as a child? So speak on this because you're talking about having that 20-year period. Yeah. That's why we think it's so important. Um, and what I preach to my guys is start now. now. At least think about it. Read about it. You don't have to, like, ball first. You That, that is your priority. Yeah. That's where you're getting your generational wealth. Yeah. But instead of that duty, you know, call of duty game instead of, you know, going to the club that night, what can I do to make myself 1% better in what I'm passionate outside of ball? Yes. It's, 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 that's the way I try to get people to understand it is like, and I heard somebody that was talking about this. I can't, it must've been a podcast or, or something like that. It's like, Football, when you come to the league, you have to lock in on your sport. You have to make sure that you're going to be able to take care of everything and all of that. But the amount of money that we're making in this sport, you can sustain your lifestyle, put your money up, continue to learn, lean into your passion while you're playing. Players fuck up every, every I see it every offseason. Guy retires, hasn't done any business the whole time he's been playing, and now he wants to invest his money into something. Mm-hmm. This is not the time to be investing money in experiments. The money's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's done coming in. We can't experiment now. Yeah. We need to know now. Now we need to be pouring that money that's left into things that we know is going to spit money back at us. So now you're in a place where you done made all your money that you're going to make. The bulk of your, even if you go get another Fortune 500, the bulk of your earnings that you're going to make in your lifespan, you made, and now they're done being made. And now you're trying to make decisions with that money mm-hmm. versus... I'm putting this up now. I'm I'm learning about this. I'm learning about that. Let me get one apartment and just, okay. Let me get, okay. I ain't going too deep. I ain't going too crazy, but I'm learning. So now I know that this works. Are we at the end? I need cash flow. I got this. Okay, pour it into that because it's going to spit me this back. Not an experiment. Let me let me try this car service that I can. Yeah. This ain't the time to experiment, brother. Yeah. It's done. It's done. No, we're, we're burning money now. There's no more 
influxes. Right. We're burning money now. That nest egg is, it's, as you start you, pulling, you, it's, you, getting you, you pulling. it's getting smaller it's and smaller. It's getting smaller now. Yeah. So if you ain't did nothing with the money on the first half, mm-hmm. the, 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 the amount of knowledge that I gained over the last, I won't even say eight years, over the last five years, there's no way to duplicate that other than being patient and learning and like, finding your passion and learning and gaining the knowledge over time. Right. Both sides of it fail. Waiting to the end to try to invest and do things, coming into the league and your first priority is putting your money up and doing you, the focus already at the wrong time, both of them. The sweet spot is obviously in the middle somewhere along the way, but you have to do it. If you don't if you don't try to do stuff while you're playing. I've noticed that you're an inch wide and a mile deep kind of guy. You like to focus on something and you will take um, distractions, even if they're positive distractions, like diversifying something or growing your portfolio or whatever, you will give that its time and place right. for when you're ready for it, yeah. which I have respect for because otherwise you're the jack of all trades and the master of none. Master of none. Right. So how am I supposed to be good at all of these things when I'm trying to figure them all out at once at on the fly? Time. And it's, it's like, it's a, a lot of it is like knowing, like it's, my financial advisor is, is another one of those people that are in my veteran council. Mm-hmm. And having people that are honest, yeah, not honest in the sense of like I'm gonna tell you the truth, but honest in the sense of like I don't care how you feel about this. What I'm gonna tell you, that's a dumbass idea. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You're gonna lose your money. Sign it. Matter of fact, I'm about to fax you this paperwork over. I need you to sign it. Me telling you that I told you that. So if you lose <laughs> your money on that, you ain't blaming me. We talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, those are the, those the people you need, bro. Team. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So let's let's dive a little bit, because we talked before um, on you and trucking. Yeah. That's like a, a big business venture of yours outside the game. Let's, yeah, man. Let's dive into how, you know, how that started, where you are now, and kind of where you see the thing going. So my whole thing was like, bro, listen, I'm, 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 I'm going to do two things at some point before I retire. I'm going to get into trucks, and I'm going to get into real estate. I'm a trust guy. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate meeting new people that I have to trust. Yeah. Not meeting new people, but new people that I'm with the task of figuring out whether or not I trust you it makes me very uneasy. Hopefully, we're getting a fast track there. No, no, no this is different. <laughs> this is different. This is not a. I don't. I don't. Have, there's nothing dependent on our trust. Yeah, I'm not trusting you with. $150,000 in assets that I need to make sure that you're not going to tear it up. That's not... That, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so my thing is, all right, listen. I want to do real estate. My boy Jamarcus is telling me about all these, these podcasts and these, these, these mentors and all this stuff that he's learning. Yeah, that's cool, bro. Call my guy Santana. Hey, man, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the what budget we got for, like, you know, alternative investments? What you mean, Tony Rich? My dog, my dog want to get into this this flipping houses stuff. You know, I want to do real estate too. Like, I think it could work mm-hmm. good for us. I mean, yeah, yeah. You just signed your deal, so you got a nice, you know, you got a. Gave me a budget. I sent it to him. I said, "Listen, bro, we're gonna do this. I want you to flip some houses, bring my money back, sixty forty bread. Cool. Did it. Success. Damn that shit. Felt First good. one. First one. Can you can you get into it a little bit? I, I, I can't, I just don't remember the exact name. Okay, okay, just you just know it's good. Yeah, I know he, I know my dog, my best friend. I sent him 300 
I sent him 300K, and in three months, he sent me my 300K back with 90 on top of it. Ooh. And those were his first time having hundreds of thousands of dollars in his pockets, thousands of dollars over 5,000 in his hand, yeah. and being able to move. So that my level of trust for him- It grew. I already had exponential trust for him. Yeah, yeah. But in that moment, now I can trust you with business. That's what I say, yeah, it changed. It went from friend, That's friendship. Rare. That's kind of rare. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, it's absolutely rare. My previous, I had same situation early in my career, can't even speak to those guys now because business shit turned into a foil. You know what I mean? It got so spoiled that it's like, yeah. you can't even be friends now because I've learned so much about you as a human through doing business. Right. Did this. I went on and lived the same thing with him in the real estate. I learned it. He's doing so good. Now we're doing flips. We're doing buy, hold. Uh, uh, building an entire portfolio. Stupid portfolio. It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. The things that we're doing, same guy that I beat up guys with. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My childhood best friend. Yeah. Fast forward, six months. Go by right around the time I just I just get the money back from Jamarcus. Man, I gotta figure out something for Pitt. Cause now my wheels are turning like yo, I just yeah. my dog just made six figures this year from doing something that I was gonna mm -hmm. do anyway. And I didn't have to create a relationship with somebody because I already trust him. I just had to teach him a skill that he has ownership in himself enough to go learn on his own. Yeah. I didn't have to teach Jamarcus anything about real estate. He came back to me with all the knowledge and I was like, yeah, this guy knows what the fuck he talking about. I can give him some money. I know he's going, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Okay, now I'm intentional now. Mm -hmm. Yo, Pitt, listen. I need you to figure out what you want to do when you grow up, cause we gonna get rich. Bro, what you talking about? Listen, bro, figure out what you want to do. Cause I noticed what you, you we gonna do it. Bro, I don't, listen bro, I'll talk to you when you figure it out. Hit me back like, bro, listen, uh, I can tell he's trying to like preface the conversation. I'm like, listen bro, don't sugar, get all that sugar get off there up. bro. Come on, <laughs> get to me. All right bro, I'm trying to get this box truck for for, for $50,000 and I, I think we can woo. I said, okay, send me, send me what you send. Sending me these, people talking, showing uh, the invoices, he's sending me all the, the EO, all the, he's showing me Again, the ownership of him going and getting the knowledge. He's teaching me about this. Yeah. Right. Both of my friends have taught me about never, real estate. You weren't thinking about getting in trucking. You weren't thinking about it. I was thinking about things that I can put money into that's going to spit cash. That's right. not the stock market. Right. These are the two ones that are eight or one plus one equals two. Real estate, one plus one equals two. Trucking, one plus one equals two. Sometimes three. You do it right. <laughs> that's easy. Right. Their fury is... I know what you had in the past with your other friends, bro. Like, we got to do this a certain way. So, bro, y'all can't mess this up. Yeah. You can't mess this up. How can you mess up this flip? Before you go into the trucking, this is a great point because this is something I had to go through. Because like I told you before, my my best friend plays for the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, a guy comes into this type of money. Uh, you you as a friend, he trusts you. Yeah. He won't, like, he's empowering you to, you know, do this thing on, on the business side for him. Yeah. But for you, you're like, a, I'm, I care more about this guy than money. You know, so it's, it's, it's hard. You know yeah. what I mean? As a, as the friend who really, you know, you're, you're brothers, you know yes. what I mean? It's like, it's like, but you as the, the guy, I'm empowering you. Yes. Like, let's do this together. I need you. To do I that. need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's like the, as a, as the guy who sits on the other side of the table, like, that's what you need to go. And, and crush for your guy. I'm gonna tell you what I did to make take it one step further. Those are their companies. Wow. That that that, that rental company. 
It's called Rice Investment Group. His name is Jamarcus Rice. That's his. That's his family's company. You brought him with you. You empowered him. This is yours, bro. You ain't yeah. no tag along. This is your right. shit. I play football. I'm the football player, bro. You. Do I'm, a, I'm an investor in your business. I don't got nothing. This is you, brother. That's dope. I already this. I already went first round, bro. It's yeah. time for you to go first round. It's time that's, for you to go first round. We got to hurry, man. Come on. I'm about to be. I'm on the clock. I'm close. I'm past the middle, so we gotta. Let's go. Come on, come on. So what is the trucking? Like, we talked to Prince, and he gave us a peek at some of the, the numbers um, from his, but his is more like FedEx routes, stuff like that. Yeah. So for your trucking company, give us, like, the elevator pitch on, or uh, I guess the trucking company that you're invested in, yeah. right? What What's the elevator pitch on all that? I got into trucking thinking that you can get into trucking and be passive income. Right. There's no such thing as passive income in trucking. If you have passive income in trucking, you just signed up for somebody to steal from you. Because if I'm the guy that say what, what you're sending your investment to, and I get to tell you we made this this week, I get to tell you that we made this this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we made $1,000 this week, boss. Now, we actually made $3,000. i am going to make sure you get, you get notice of this 1000 because yeah. this is my business. Right. You're invested in my business. That's what I did the first go-round. With your previous friends? No, 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 no. This is with another uh, relationship. Same friend. This is with Steel Pit. Okay, okay. But we were... So the company... What, what we're doing with our trucking now, we're partnering with a company, a trucking company, that is essentially... How do I say this? Logistics? They, no. They handle the logistics? No, no, no. They're full-time, like, actual trucking companies, okay. uh, contracts from other companies. Oh, you lease on your truck with them? No, I own my trucks. They are in a position where their company and their insurance... Their investors won't buy any more trucks. Their insurance won't allow them to have any more trucks. Oh, so, so we're their in-home trucking company. Oh. So we're literally force-fed loads because they they have to, they only have a certain amount of trucks. Their trucks are on the decline. Trucks right. are one of those assets that you get to, you have to write them off in the first year. Not even just because you can't. You literally have to because yeah. that truck is literally on the clock. Right. You can get a brand new truck and pull out your yard and somebody hit it a certain way and it they literally can't fix it anymore. Right, right. So it's like, I, when you're when you're in that world, and now I'm I'm partnering with this company, and I'm doing I'm trying to be passive, and I get trucks that are used, but just when you truck world, oh, you truck can drive for a million miles. It only yeah. got three hundred thousand. <laughs> it's perfect in theory. This is awesome if you're an owner operator. Mm-hmm. I own my truck. I drive a truck. Me and my family, we making money. You're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars this year. Right. I shit you not. I know drivers. I have drivers that are on my. Staff right now and make $2,200 a week wow. with a high school diploma hmm. and a CDL license. They're so like it. But if you don't get the assets and have the right relationships or the right patience with it, mm-hmm. I could have, I could have, I could have did this right and saved myself a year of just like having assets, having to sell them because I had them and they were middle tier and I've sent them, put them in an operation that he's telling me we're making $3,000 and I'm finding out the driver made $2,500 and how the hell am I making $1,000? If you done made $2,500, he made $2,500, I'm making $1,000. Mm-hmm. I bought the trucks. I, I paid, how the hell? How does that work? <laughs> math, math because ain't math. Because you're <laughs> passive. Right. So now I'm not involved. So now I can be like, yeah, truck went down this week. Ain't gonna be able to work. Well, 
Last week, the speedometer said 350,000 miles. This week, it said 375,000 miles. Somebody working. <laughs> Somebody working. Okay. And now you get those trucks back, and they've been on the road for nonstop. And now you got to get new trucks because you you sent your trucks to somebody. He done tore them up pretty yeah. much. And run them in the ground. Not getting oil changes. Let them run out of gas. You can't let a, a semi run out of gas. It's not like a car. Mm-hmm. You let a semi run out of gas more than one time, you're probably going to have to send it to the shop and, like, literally... Get the gas tank pulled off and re like all of it like cleaned out. It's, it's another it's, experience. It's, a, it's completely different, bro. Yeah. It's a whole like you're not even supposed to. That's why they got those big two big tanks on the side of the semis, bro. Semis are not even supposed to get like low. Genuinely, they're literally not supposed to get low because that's that's just how they work. Mm-hmm. You gonna get that Tesla truck, the te- the electronic semi? I I would I would have been in first in line had I not seen Elon drop three vehicles already that we haven't seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be first in line. I think the trucks is awesome, though. If yeah. he drops them, I'll, I'll hit you back and let you know I got some. <laughs> Let's, oh, man, we, we're, we're approaching. It's, we can talk for three hours with you, yeah. man. That's why I told y'all. Don't let me, bro. <laughs> I'm a talker, bro. But uh, there's there's a couple more things you want to get to before we wrap. As, as much as we love these, these amazing business ideas, we like to also talk about an athlete giving back through his foundation, mm-hmm. just through philanthropy. So we're going to yeah. touch on that. Um, we're gonna get to Alex's idea pitch. It'll be quick. It was <laughs> just, just a, yeah, it's yeah. Quirky. And you know, then we'll we'll ask one of our famous questions to kind of end the interview. Then we'll kind of be done from there. But uh, let's let's jump into the, the the philanthropy because that's something that's super important to you. Um, and so important. It's it's it goes back and touches your roots of, of Union, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Some of your initiatives. So let's let's talk through that. Um, and you know, kind of how that stuff started. It's funny because. This theory came into my head because of Trevor. So, like, yeah. Trevor's the only person from our city that's, like, gone for real anyway. Like, Trevor always does the basketball camp in Union. Right. Always, like, for the longest I can remember, he's done since the basketball he's been, like, Since he's, he's been, been yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as long as I've been, like, coherent, I'm not, like, I'm building a plan. To, he's been doing the basketball camp. So I always wanted to do something. But I always have this theory also of, like, I'm an office alignment, so I shouldn't throw a football camp because it's like, fucking it's office alignment. I'm not coming to this O-line football. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my theory. These are are how I talk to myself in my head. But I always wanted to give back to Union because Union is, like, fucked up. Like, it's just not, like, there's no other way to explain it other than that. Like, it's just not... Yeah, uh, you know? I go through, I was driving through there a lot. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's it's just literally nothing. Yeah. So I know... Enacting change is not hard in a place where there's 7,000 people. Yeah. If I can get a population of 1,000, I can make a big difference with those 1,000 people in a place where there are 7,000 people. So I always wanted to do something. And my wife, being who she is, she's a very thoughtful and, like, observant person. Yeah. She knows me. I'll, I'll work on some shit for years and not do it because I'm a perfectionist in a sense. Yeah. Of, like, I want, if my name on this, Want to be perfect. That's that's hard for me. That's a hard hurdle for me oh too, because I'm the same way. But then one of my mentors always hits me with the "Don't let perfect be the enemy of good." Bro, that's you got to you have to figure it that's out, and you have to see if if like we can have the most perfect thing that's perfect to us, but if no one else wants it, guess it what? Doesn't even matter. We just wasted all that time, effort, resources, everything. Mm-hmm. And that, like that's and that was the that was the that was the mentality. Basically, it was like. I want to do this so bad. My wife just kept hearing me talk about it and kept hearing me talk about it. And she finally, Christmas, she 
filed the, the LLC and set up all the board. Like she literally created board members and like er- accounts, everything to mm-hmm. have a functioning foundation and, and nonprofit. Like she did every step for me. And that was she presented wow. to me for a Christmas gift. And the uh, the foundation is Pee Wee's house. My grandmother's nickname is Pee Wee. Her name is Elizabeth Ann Means, but she was a premature baby. And when she was a baby, her bed was the top drawer of her mother's uh, nightstand. Wow. Because that's how little she was. Yeah. So all her siblings called her Lil Pee Wee. Lil Pee Wee. That's, that's the nickname. The nickname of Pee Wee. Yeah. So everybody in my city knows my grandmother because she's just like unapologetically herself. If your kid is around and he's acting up, she's going to parent that kid right there on site. And if you say something wrong to her, 50-50 chance whether or not y'all gonna have to physically disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just that's just who she was yeah. as a lady. She didn't care. You should have told him I so I ain't have to tell him that. His ass in here acting up. You should have said something to him, so I ain't have to tell him that. <laughs> that's my grandmother. So my childhood, I told you guys before, so much turmoil with me, just, you know what I mean, getting this shit. My grandma used to have an ulcer in her stomach. Mm-hmm. And every time I would get in trouble, she would be sick because the ulcer would like, she would get stressed. Flare it up, would yeah. flare up, right? Like, she used to tell me that. Like, you're literally making me sick. Like, yeah. So my whole, and then she passed. She passed when I was in high school. Literally right when I started, like, doing good things. Yeah. She passed, and I was like, bro, I've just started doing right, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. look, like, I'm just getting right. Yeah. And she, she passed. But so when I did the foundation, I wanted to, like, this is my opportunity to, like, make her happy. She never cared about football. She right. never... Football, she always used to tell me, like, yeah, you better have something else figured out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I hear you. Yeah. I don't know nothing about football. You need me being in books. Like, that That was her to the team. Yeah. So I always was like, yo, this is my, like, this is going to be my chance to, like. Pay homage. Make her happy, pay homage, and put her name everywhere. Every every sign, every time I do an event, is you can't not look around and not see her face. So what's the initiative, like, of Pee Wee's House? Educate. Empower, evolve. I'm going to give you this information, teach you as a child. You don't have to go to college. If I wasn't 6'5", 300 pounds, my ass would have been a construction worker. Yeah. Somewhere along the way in schools, we've, we, we, we disassociated the trades. Mm-hmm. So now we're creating a world of people that are seeking money mm-hmm. or seeking jobs that are going to give me something versus me being a guy. Like, I don't need you. I know how to put a whole, I'll take your whole plumbing out the bottom of your house. Right. I don't need you I to give me a it. job. Like, you know what I mean? That mentality, I want to be able to give that to kids. I want to be able to, and don't be, don't be confused. College is important. Right. If you're a kid that want to be at college, I want to be able to give you a space that you can come and study and get SAT prep and, and take these extra courses to put you in a position to be ready when you go there. But that's kind of the whole umbrella really above it. We started out doing, uh, the fresh food initiative, my you know, it's it's, it's pretty landlocked. You yeah. know, where you if you stay in the hood, you gotta ride all the way across town to get to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So my my theory was, if I can get to Union and give them and supplement some fresh food for them, maybe I got you on the groceries this week. So next week, you can save a little bit of money and be able to drive. Out. It won't be an issue you driving across town because you got a little bit. You had to spend groceries last week. That was my theory of it. You know what I mean? The fresh food initiative. And just getting fresh food in the the town, getting people eating right. Because it's not. Putting cards in there to teach you how to cook these vegetables. Not putting a ham hock in there and boiling it till it's black. Like, I I need, there needs to be a little crunch on them. But, like, teaching, 
that that's how it's supposed to be because we don't know that. No. I never knew that vegetables were supposed to crunch till I got into the NFL. <laughs> Literally, I never, I had no clue. I didn't know you're not supposed to microwave vegetables. Why the fuck that means? Why, why not? It's a microwave. <laughs> but we do things, right? Yeah. But like, this is stuff that I know that I'm learning because I'm off in the world. Yeah. I get a chance to. And it's not in school. Mm-hmm. If I can spit this back at, at a group of people, yeah. and 50 of them get it, and they go tell another 50, that's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. I know that you're not going to receive this. I know that if I don't leave you in your county, I'm eating fried chicken every other day because that shit it's good. Like me. My mama like going to fry that shit, I'm going to eat it. My mom lives fried out here now. Chops. Bro, my mom lives out here now. You know how hard it is for me to like, no, ma, please, please don't fry chicken tomorrow <laughs> because I got to go to practice. And I'm going to be like puffy and I just can't. Please, I'm sorry, ma. Like it's hard, but it's just like learning that and knowing that this is my opportunity to, to get them to understand the knowledge that I've gained from leaving Union County. I can come back and be like, hey, this is what I know. I don't, listen, you don't want it, don't have it. But if you want it, listen, I'm yeah. gonna give you all of it. Sure. But the end goal, if I can say my end goal of Pee Wee's house. Oh, I'm sorry. And we did the we did the back to school drive. We did like a carnival. We did mm-hmm. I ran out of fairgrounds and we like brought a bunch of rides and like bouncy houses and stuff. And we gave our backpacks to the kids, snow cones, face paintings, all kind of stuff like Love that. that. This year we're gonna do the same, all these same things, just keep making them bigger and making bigger and bigger. bigger and better. Yeah. 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 But my goal, if I can say my end goal for Pee Wee's house is to build a, a resource center slash trade school. Buy, buy a space, build it. You know, I want to be able to partner with the schools in town to the kids that are, which are like me. When you get out of school, I'm finna go be in the hood all day and my mama at work. Mm-hmm. This is not a conducive environment for do, me doing anything productive. Right. I can get on the bus and ride the bus to Pee Wee's house from school, mm-hmm. get all my homework done, get any enrichments that I want to do. I'm having trouble with this, I can get this. My mom's not gonna be off until seven to pick me up. Okay, the gym's open, y'all go hoop it. Like, you're, get a meal, it's all, a, yeah. a safe space. Safe space, yeah. Let me teach these kids how to tie ties. Let me teach these, these young girls that wanna do hair shit. You here every day till seven anyway. Let's get her in this, this petition course. Like, like a real community center to really take ownership of like, yeah, bro, don't worry about it. I'm not looking for nobody to do nothing for my people. Listen, you wanna do better, you come here and we gonna show you exactly how to do it. And when you leave here, you have you know you got a space, a safe space to come back to. Even if you know that this, I'm finna graduate now. Cool. Seven to ten, we got the trade school. At, at night, you come get your welding degree. You come be a, a licensed plumber. That's, if I could do that for my town or my people, like that's I, I, everything else. It's that's like, amazing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could care less. So you ready for my... Pitch. So I'm like, I'm like Alex. over here, like we gotta get this name. We gotta give it a, a segment name because yeah. this is like a okay. recurring theme now. Yeah, we need to find some brand partners for this thing, anyways. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, basically, my pitches, like my little ideas, come from my observations. Mm-hmm. So something I've observed from afar, without even like really officially being able to meet you until today. Um, and now something that I've definitely had hammered home through this conversation is your like little tidbits of wisdom here and there. And we were talking, I was, I was like, bro, how catchy is this name? What are your thoughts on starting a podcast or some type of media, like mini episodes, shows, shorts, whatever. And we're calling it hump in the hot tub. You're in a hot tub and you're dropping knowledge. You're just dropped, bro. The amount of like little. You want to hear something funny? I'm, I'm, so this is great. You didn't. My laugh. You didn't lose me. That was like uh, one of those like connect the dots in your brain. That's literally the point of my pitches. <laughs> Light bulb moment. So listen, I've been. So my wife would attest to this because 
again, she's been giving me the slow nudges of doing, mm-hmm. like, go ahead and doing something that you want to do. I want to do a podcast also. My fear of doing a podcast. Just being another podcast? Not being another podcast. I don't know what the fuck to talk about. <laughs> but but you, off camera, you told me that you listen to your wife's got a handbag thing, right? Yeah. And you're listening to these conversations, yeah. um, just being a fly on the wall, joining those meetings because you want to have that exposure. That raw exposure, watching you grow, or just like, you know, a, a human in general that is going through the motions of business mm-hmm. or or just going through the motions of life, yeah. um, their lessons, that stuff in bite-sized format can be so valuable I, because it's short form. Like we're kind of at the end of the spectrum where we're like ho- hoisting like hour, hour and a half long yeah. episodes. And most people don't have attention spans for that. Um, but I love these conversations. I think we mm-hmm. have a, a strong core community. I think that I, 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 the reason why I chuckled early is because my, my idea that I gave to my wife for my podcast was called The Training Room. So the hot tub in the training room is very simple. That's similar. That's why I chuckled. My idea was basically the same thing, but instead of a hot tub, we're, just, we're on the we're on the training table, like we're on the table getting treatment. Like oh. We're in there, like how you talk shit in the training room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the that was my my. Theory. They don't know about the training room conversation. Yeah, they don't. And that was why. And that was <laughs> yeah, why I wanted it like to the be barbershop. because you like you, this is my <laughs> this is a space that exactly it's the barbershop. You're not welcome here if you're not welcome here. Right. No matter if you know players or you know someone that plays sports. The training room is a different space. It's yeah. a different, it's the NFL's version of the barbershop. Yeah. We get to interact with a group of people that are not us, but attached to us, that kind of get to inter- intertwine with the things that we're saying and telling us, like, if the things that we're saying are absolutely ridiculous and we just think this because we're NFL players or if this is a nationally worldly, yeah, yeah. natural worldly thing. Yeah. So training room is like one of those places. But this is, that's that's even better. I like home with hot tub, actually. Because my, <laughs> my name is attached versus exactly. training room. <laughs> Plus just think about, and if it follows your journey, it just depends on what it is that you want to discuss and, you know, what you think could be sticky there. But imagine scrolling through all your podcasts, like looking for something and like, oh, a new episode of Hump in the Hot Tub. Yeah. It's so, that's so like- Itchy, Catchy. Yeah. Like, like what? What the heck is this podcast? Is this I'm a sex podcast? <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing on here? No, but like but like especially that. if we can make it visual, like add a visual component where you're in the hot tub oh, or on the training yeah. table, whatever. Like that'd be so sick to me. It would. And I think that would shoot, be. we'll help you produce it. We could add it to the warm the warm ups umbrella. I yeah. think that that would be actually. I actually love that. I love that. Um, and it's I won't steal you guys' idea either. You can steal it. I just I gave it away. It's I for promise. free. I, I won't steal it without without this. But yeah. uh, fair. Yeah. I was gonna say because we don't. We're not yeah. humping in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You're the hump. We'll be we'll be yes, out here yes, at the, yes. the boardroom table. <laughs> no, that's that's dope as hell though. That's this is the anticipation was killing me. And I'm, that was that was cool. That was I'm definitely glad I there's a line. The what you yeah. want to do? So. That is yeah. That's that's a that's a trip though. You that was just that's dope as hell. I like that a lot actually. I, I pitched it to Pew and Ange, and they're like, "You gotta tell them about that." And then, <laughs> yeah. I, and then the, I sh- they showed me my like little guest house I'm gonna be staying in when I come out here next. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "There's the hot tub." There's, the hot, <laughs> there's the hot tub. You know what's crazy? I'm doing a renovation too, and I'm I'm putting in the hot tub. So okay, this is a moment. Do it from yeah. home, man. Yeah, this is uh, it's meant yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to wrap us up? Yeah. So this is, I guess, this is my famous segment this- now. But we like to end every episode, uh, and. And X a kind of recurring theme. Um, so f- the show is about athletes entering business, helping break down those barriers. So what advice would you give an athlete who's hesitant, who's, you know, has reservations about entering business? What, w- what would you tell them? Um, 
I think the first thing I would tell an athlete that's entering business is don't be afraid. You know it. Mm-hmm. If you're an athlete, you know that what it takes to gain and retain information and be able to regurgitate it and, and use it in a way that's in a way that's proper for that for the information that you have. Mm-hmm. You know how to do that. That's a skill that you already possess because you I've seen you do it over your career or whatever sport that you was in. All right. Channel it. It's the same thing. If you go into any business and you show them that I'm willing to work hard, I'm willing to focus, I'm willing to do this until I get it right. It's all the things that you learn as the baseline of playing football. You can't fail. How can you lose? You'd be the dumbest dude in the room. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. I work harder than everybody else in here. I have the mentality that nobody else in here has because they're way smarter than me and they don't have to do that. So I'll do it. And I'm way better than them at it. And that's, I think that's, that's the biggest thing with business that I the biggest piece that I've learned myself is like, I'm very, I feel like I'm a charismatic person, mm-hmm. but charisma don't equal, charisma will get you into a room and have people liking you into a room, but that's not substance. Right. If you're not able to be charismatic and be able to tell you what I'm trying to do and get you to buy into that, mm-hmm. that charisma doesn't matter. Yeah, right. You're just a charismatic dude. That's just cool. Like that, doesn't, like that don't do nothing for me. So knowing that, that mentality of, of, I have every tool that's possessed to do this thing to the next level. You got to lean into it. You know how to do that already. You know how to jump out on faith. Right. That's the, like, that's, jump out there. Yeah, jump out there. Well, thank you for making time for us. No, we appreciate it. I feel smarter than I did when I arrived in here. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Hey, kids. Street smarts is real. If you really wanted to, you can go into Tracy McGrady's account right now and say, I love warm ups. <laughs> Flavor Flav, Big Daddy Kane, I'ma walk around